score of 3-2 to two to the Anaheim Ducks. And that was the Anaheim Ducks' first regulation win of the season. This is their 20th game. This is also the first game the Ducks led after two periods. Did the Rangers deserve a better fate? Maybe. Maybe. But it's a combination of bad luck, but just really not playing well enough at the same time. The Rangers' third period was really good. They outshot the Ducks 17-2. The first two periods really weren't good enough. Also, Yarrow Halak, it's a combination of Halak doesn't get a whole lot of run support. You know, that's a baseball saying, but doesn't, you know, not a whole lot of goals scored. But also Halak with two just terrible goals against. And I know he hasn't played in a while, but really, really bad. Now, like Halak giving up three goals in a nutshell against the Ducks should be enough to at least get a point. But the second goal that Halak gave up was as bad as you'll ever see. And then the third goal was also bad. But that that, that second goal, whoa, that was, you cannot allow that in. And then I think he was still feeling bad about himself. And then boom, Ducks make it 3-1. So there's a lot of, it's tough. As the Rangers outshoot the Ducks overall 43-22, there was a lot of good that happened, I suppose. John Gibson was good. You know, obviously he made 41 saves. Rangers power play doesn't get it done. And and that's where a lot of the focus goes for me. Artemi Panarin has not been good for a while. I know he got an assist tonight, but Panarin, he got off to a hot start. It just, it it hasn't been the same as it was when he was first a Ranger. And the points will still be there. He's a very skilled, talented player. But I felt like the first year, that 1920 season, when he was on a line with Stroman Faust, he was really a puck hound. Like, he was... He played really good two-way hockey, in my opinion. He was really just great at stealing the puck, great at possessing it. You know, now he's just slow, predictable. Really, it's always the cross-ice pass. He's he's just purely east-west. And I understand that's his game, but it's not going to get you far. So Panarin, for me, that that's a problem. And he's and look, Mika Zibanejad is not too far behind him. He also got up to a hot start, and he's been, you know, cold i would say where they're always setting up for the zibanejad slap shot on the power play but really other than that i mean mika at even strength it's been a bit of a struggle it really has i mean for me it's more so panarin where i think the conversation should be centered around but mika you know is involved in that as well and they tried to switch the lines they moved panarin to the zibanejad line they took vz off and put him on the trojek line with with with, I guess, mixed results. I mean, the third period was better, but I don't know if it was necessarily because of that. Rangers really only played three lines. That fourth line didn't play that much, and, you know, I, I don't really understand that. This is this was a game where, look, that fourth line has been effective. It, it, drew, it drew some penalties. I think they should have gotten more more ice time. I was, I, I noticed they didn't play much, but, wow. I mean, Goche 634, Blaze 653, and Carpenter 742. On a back-to-back, on a second game of a back-to-back, Gallant sometimes... Like, I don't like when Reeves is on the fourth line. Yeah, sure, I didn't like when he rolled four lines then. But, like, he is just sometimes way too dependent on those top guys when they're not performing. The kid line tonight, nothing special. You know, Kako has a breakaway, can't score. Kako is just frustrating. He really, he's not a goal scorer. He's not a goal scorer. I, he's just not. Like, I get great at puck possession, I like that, and, you know, by virtue of his style of play, he will get some close-in goals, but holds on to the puck way too long, and he usually just shoots it right into their chest. You know, I don't mind him if he wants to try to pick a corner every now and then, but it's better than Lafreniere. I mean, Alexi Lafreniere, what is he exactly? I thought that this was someone who was taking strides last season. What What is he doing? 
no one's really talking about it. We're acting as if, you know, everything's fine. And, and look, and there's a part of me, too, that I wish that those guys got more power play time. I really do. Now, I don't love the idea of, like, the second unit, per se, with Truba. But I would like that. Honestly, I think they deserve it. Like, that number one unit, the power play, yeah, like obviously, they're when they're rolling, it's very lethal. But they haven't been amazing. And I, I just wish that, like, there was this, one of the power plays tonight where you could just see it wasn't there. And I wish Gallant, you know, the, the Ducks cleared out of the zone. Make the switch right there. Make an earlier, give the, the hook early. I know that the top guys, they'll be a little bit annoyed, but so be it. Perform. So, yeah, this was, it's tough because, and, and look, the trip, you go 2-1-1. One, one. I said it last night. Like, you still do go 2-1-1, one, one, which is serviceable. But once you won that King game, win the Duck game. At least get a point. I mean, that's not good. No matter how you slice it, and I'll agree, there was some bad luck. There was a lot of posts hit. The Rangers should have had more goals than two. But again, that's like just in part because they're just not really burying the puck properly. But I, I think that it's just the way the Rangers season has been going, where you're you're about to maybe have a seven point out of eight, uh, seven points out of eight on this West Coast trip. Could have went three and three zero oh and one, and instead you lose to the worst team in the league. And that's kind of where it's at right now. 10, 7, and 4. They're just kind of hovering around that playoff line. We're a quarter of the way into the season. There's a lot of time to go. A lot, plenty of time to go. But it, it, it can be a bit of a precursor. And we'll see. They they come home now. They'll face the Edmonton Oilers. And the Oilers are coming off of a couple losses to the locals. We'll see how they do against the Rangers. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I think... Kravtsov probably finds his way back into the lineup against Edmonton. As far as, like, Hayek versus Zach Jones, not sure on that one. I mean, I wouldn't be stunned to see Hayek in there, but I, I feel more confident about Kravtsov probably replacing, I would guess, Carpenter. Actually, my second guess would actually maybe be Jimmy Vesey. Maybe. Uh, that's, I'm not confident in that, but I actually think that you really, I mean, Goche and and Blay as well. Like You can't take them out. So Carpenter would be my number one guess. But if there's a wild card in this, maybe Jimmy Vesey. They might they might sit him in that way. If you plug Kratsov in there, it doesn't necessarily mess the lines up so much if he does want to keep the kid line and that fourth line intact. We'll see, though, what they do. What, what might be the solution is, is Carpenter comes out, you move Goodrow down, and Kratsov takes that spot. That's a very, very... Um, likely possibility so rangers ducks and look the rangers got off to a pretty good start uh they did as much as i didn't love I, I thought the second period was was a struggle the second period was definitely a struggle first period was okay it was all right and unsuccessful power play for the rangers after a mason mctavish stripping penalty but then barkley goodrow showing just enough speed he's not fast but he gets by klingberg Breaks it all alone, and he squeaks it by John Gibson. It's an unassisted goal by Goodrow, his fifth goal of the season. Gives the Rangers a 1-0 lead. But unfortunately, and it was, you know, kind of, you didn't feel good about it. 30 seconds later, Mason McTavish, who took that penalty earlier, scores. His third goal of the season from Kulikov and Jones. So at 9.22, we're tied up at 1. So 31 seconds after the, the Goodrow goal, we're tied up at 1. Uh, and... You know, for that one, you can't really blame 
a lock on that one. And so, you know, first period, there's a another penalty by McTavish. He holds Goche. Goche draws another penalty. But then 19 seconds later, Chris Kreider takes a stupid hooking penalty. I, I, it, was, it was the right call. That Kreider, so what could have been is wiped out right there. So we go to the second period, and the Ducks on just a absolutely one of the worst goals you'll ever see. It's a goal by Dmitry Kulikov, the second of the season from Henrik and Fowler. 39 seconds into the second. It just, Halak was just not in, in the best position. And it was just, there was no screen, there was no deflection, just a shot, an innocent shot by the defenseman that goes in. And to make matters worse, Troy Terry scores his eighth goal of the season from Zegers. And it's a 3-1 Ducks lead. And that was a bad goal. That's a goal that Halak should stop. So look, Yaro Halak, not a good night. The blame shouldn't just fall on him, but not a good night. So three to one. Kako interference penalty at 940. Rangers kill it off. Then at 1436, Colton White interferes with Sammy Blay. Rangers power play doesn't get anything going, but they do score at the end of the second. Uh, and, and at this point, Panarin was switched onto the Zabanajed headline. It's a goal by Braden Schneider. So back-to-back -back nights of goals for Schneider. Like I said, he likes to play in uh, in California. Goal last year against the Sharks, and then this year, Kings and Ducks. So second goal for Schneider, and I thought Schneider played pretty well. So, you know, Rangers Schneider coming along a little bit. Uh, Zibanejad and Panarin with the assists, and all right, Rangers down 3-2. So a much Gina goal, and the Rangers really played a very strong third period. They really, really did. Had a lot of chances there. I mean, it, it's frustrating to think about. John Klingberg hooks Goodrow at 220 and a really bad Ranger power play. Really, really bad. But after that, they kind of settled in and got going. But uh, Heedle also takes a, a tripping penalty. Trips Troy Terry at 1330. So that takes two minutes off the clock. They kill it. But, you know, that's still two precious minutes that go away. And, you know, it's six on five. Rangers get some chance. I thought the better chances came before that. Panera looked really bad in the six on five in particular. And look, the Rangers look gassed. They played last night. And they fall short. They lose it 3-2. It is the Ducks' first regulation win of the season. It stings. And look, it wasn't as if Strom or Vetrano factored in. And it, it was, you know, uh, not at all. So Vetrano had a breakaway opportunity that Halak stopped. Uh, but, yeah, Rangers lose it. Like I said, 10-7-4. Head home. Take on the Oilers and then the Devils. Uh, the Devils' winning streak has been snapped at 13 but it's going to be interesting so yeah next couple of games you got the edmonton oilers who are 10 and 10 like they are not playing that well uh, the rangers like they got to lock in and, and look it's going to be you know mcdavid and dry saddle it's difficult you know eager will be in there and that's a game that you hope the rangers can win at home and then they play the devils who the hope now is that maybe the devils after this winning streak take a step back a bit but who the hell knows but you know, those are going to be some interesting games at the Garden. And then they head to Ottawa after that. And it'll actually be a home-and-home -home with the Senators. So the schedule isn't overly difficult coming up here. But we'll, we'll see. what That doesn't really matter, right? So this, this trip really did not go as I thought in the sense that I was almost certain that they would lose to the Kings and win and beat the Ducks. Well, it was reversed. So Rangers head home. Uh, well, actually, they'll stay in Anaheim, but then uh, I guess they'll be traveling on Thanksgiving. And, yeah, Rangers will see what they do. They haven't really...
played all that well at the Garden, although the last game they played there, they did win versus the Coyotes. It's been a lot of Western Conference games. Once they're done with the Oilers, they'll get back into the Eastern Conference schedule. But, yeah, uh, like I said, Rangers got to start winning. It's been frustrating. I don't know. You know, they, they need to just get, gain some consistency. They, winning streaks are really not a thing for this team this year. It, they just can't find their groove. But hopefully coming home will help them out. Again, Rangers lose to the Anaheim Ducks 3-2.